Hello, and welcome back to the Women's Soccer Podcast. I am your host, LDG, and today we have a new series on the podcast, Wozo Weekly. Wozo Weekly is a weekly episode that will feature everything you need to know about women's soccer. It's a great addition to the Women's Soccer Podcast, and we're very excited to start this first episode with your one and only host, aka me, LDG. I'm sorry about the lack of episodes that we've posted recently. I know it's been a few weeks since we last posted with school starting. And as you may tell, I am sniffy. I do have a cold, non-COVID. But um, I'm sorry that I haven't been able to produce the content twice a week that you're used to. But we're getting back to it as I recover from the head cold. And so apologies if I'm sniffy during the podcast, but before we go and get into the episode, let's hear a little bit about how you can support the Women's Soccer Podcast. If you would like to support the Women's Soccer Podcast, you can follow us on Apple Podcasts and on our Instagram. Our Instagram is at the Women's Soccer Podcast. So you can find us there. On Apple Podcasts, a lot of people have been asking, how do you support us? Well, there's two free main ways. One, is this is the obvious one, listening to our episodes. Two, following us. You can do that by when you click on, your pod, on our podcast, in the top right corner of your screen, you'll see three dots. If you click on those, there'll be an option to follow the show. Following the show is really helpful because it'll automatically download all episodes. You don't even have to look us up. When we get a new episode, you'll know directly. And if you enable notifications in the settings, you'll get a notification the second that the Women's Soccer Podcast posts constant. Lastly, please rate this episode a five stars. That's the last way you can support us on Apple Podcasts. Also, we haven't been able to get enough questions to do a Q&A episode recently. So please remember, if you would like to be featured in an episode with your username, with your Apple Podcast username, um, just comment a women's soccer-related question down below, which we will answer in a Q&A segment. Thank you very much, and let's get back into the episode. Okay, so what is some of the biggest stuff that has happened this week? America's League, obviously where I'm from, is in the closing stages, and it has been a very tight season. With the table being so close all season, it's been a really great playoff race. Now with only two games left, eight teams are still fighting for the remaining six playoff spots with, and I repeat, Seven teams fighting for first place. This has been the, one of the craziest seasons in the NWSL. And yes, there was and still is a possibility of a seven-way tie in first, which would be absolutely crazy. This season has shown ups and downs for a lot of teams. Let's start from the bottom and work our way to the top. Yeah, the ups haven't really been there for Gotham. <sighs> They've lost... 11 games, 12 games in a row. Uh, so they are 4-16 and 16 this season. They have scored the least amount of goals in the league, the 13, and given up the most by giving up 40. They have a minus 27 goal differential, second worst in the league. I mean, the worst, sorry, the worst in the league. And they're, this hasn't been a season, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. As a Gotham fan, I will say myself, this has not been a season with really any positives um 
it's been a really rough year, and we're just hoping that, you know, next year, maybe, hopefully, we can um, bounce back. Moving up to 11th place is where you will find a very um, tough team in this league in Racing the Weeville, which... You may say, how are they tough? They finished second to last last year as an expansion team. They have a really good team. When you look at it on paper, they had Nadim, Wong, McDonald, Fox, Lund, DeMello, Howell. They had Olufsen. It just, there's been so much turnover in this Louisville team, which has been the real problem. I mean, there's only three players left from the beginning of last year, if I'm right. Lund, um, I have to pull out the list, but there's been a lot of turnover on that side, losing of any salmon, you know. It's been a really rough time for them. Yeah, they have Fox from last year, Eckett from last year, the beginning of last year, I mean. Um, Lund from last, the beginning of last year, Howell from the beginning of last year. Malay from the beginning of last year. Um, Matthews. But yeah, that is it. So they've had a lot of turnover. And even from the beginning of this season, there's not a lot of similar faces. They've had a lot of turnover in their team um, with a lot of players departing. So that's been a real rough spot for Louisville this year. I think that honestly... With the second pick of the draft, if they do choose to use it, I think that they could be a playoff contender next year. Just my opinion. I think that they have a very good team. They just need... I think that their coach was a new coach this year. I think they just need need an adjusting year. You know, last year was kind of chaos. They had multiple coaches. It was their first year as a club. They had a lot of turnover in the offseason, losing a lot of key players. So I think you got to give... Um, a little bit of, you gotta cut some slack for Louisville, you know, they, they had a tough year, they lost a lot, um, and then, yeah, you have the spirit and the pride in there, but now, in the 10th and 9th place, both having pretty bad seasons, the courage, and Angel City only one and two points off the playoff line, they're gonna have to win some very crucial games this weekend, Angel City playing Louisville, and the courage playing Gotham tonight, um, where Louisville, those are going to be some big games in the playoff race. Chicago's in six. Um, Kansas City and Houston are tied for fourth, but Kansas City is in fifth due to goal differential. Wave and Rain are tied for second, but Rain is in third due to goal differential, and Portland is one point ahead of the Rain and the Wave with um, 35 points. So it's been there hasn't been one team that's really been dominant this year. It's been a lot of good individuals. And as a little wrap-up at the end of the season, there hasn't really been any... Um, every team, in my opinion, expects, <laughs> except for Gotham, has had some positives. Um, it's not saying that Gotham doesn't have any negatives. They've, I mean, any positives. But I think that every team, with their results, had a lot of positives. Gotham uh, really struggled. That was a big struggle this year for them. So, yeah, it, that's great to see. You know, there's been a lot of good um, hard work in this league. It's been very gritty. No team has had any chance to, like, chillax. They've all been having to 
go for very tough matches this year. And yeah, so that's the NWSL for you. As a reminder, the top two teams get a bye in the first round, and the um, three through six has to play in a play-in game for the semifinals. So that's the NWSL for you. Um, in Europe, all the divisions started there, you know, with some leagues getting, including Liga F being a Rhea, completely being re like branded the that's the Spanish Women's League not La Liga but rebranded um you know there's been a lot of change in Europe this season although the Women's Super League has not had much change branding wise but has had potentially maybe a lot of change um in the you know uh you know uh powerhouses in the league with Man City losing a lot of players that could ning especially after their defeat to Aston Villa in the opening weekend Villa with their record attendance at Villa Park of almost 7,000 the 7,000 fans there got to see a masterclass performance from their side with Kenza Dolly and Alicia Lehman picking up a goal with and Rachel Diddy picking up a brace in the 4-3 victory um, that was not the only upset of the first weekend of the Women's Super League, though. Liverpool beat Chelsea 2-1, to um, three pe- goals in that match, all coming off of penalties. Fran Kirby got one immediately at the beginning of the match. So, uh, that's a, that was a, you know, a big thing where you're like, okay, yeah, they got this. They, they, you know, they're a different Chelsea team this year with Noah and Katrin Berger, but they got this. And then in the second half, Katie Stengel, you know, really helped Liverpool at the penalty spot, converting multiple penalties and eventually winning Liverpool the game. So those are some of your upsets early at the start of European competition. Now let's get into the Women's Champions League qualifying, which occurred. The matches played midweek on Tuesday and Wednesday were the first leg of the final round of qualifying. And on Tuesday, you, the four matches were played. HB Coke tied Juventus. There was a few more matches being played with Arsenal getting a 2-2 tie against Ajax. Bayern Munich beat Real Sociedad 1-0 with a finish in the 45th minute from Lea Schuler. And there was one more match on the day with, um, excuse me, Befica defeating Rangers 3-2. There were many, twice the amount of matches on Wednesday, eight of them, as um, the day opened up with Zierich beating Sarah Giroux 7-0, St. Poulton beating Kupis 1-0, Real Madrid beat Rosenberg 3-0. Valencian beat Ljungberg 2-1-1. They tied 1-1. Bran tied with Rosengard 1-1. Roma beat Sparta Praha 2-1. Slavia Praha beat Valier 1-0. And last but not least, Paris Saint-Germain defeated Hacken 2-1. Um... That was what was happening today, or this week, excuse me, in the qualifying of the Women's Champions League. This is not 
um, the final round of the quali- like the final round. There's still second legs, and there's still more to play for. And to qualify for the Women's Champions League, there's still much more you will have to do than win that second leg. There's still a much longer path down the road. And, you know, speaking of the Women's Champions League in the future, we may see um, some more record attendances and if the momentum keeps on going as it has been recently in women's soccer and American women's soccer, um, there's two big occurrences off the field this week with um, the Chicago Red Stars and Wolfsburg making a partnership and San Diego Wave won um, 1-0 against Angel City, great rivalry, in front of 32,000 fans, a record attendance for the NWSL. And the Arsenal match which occurred today, was um, a great scenes there as they sold 54,000 tickets for that match. 48,000 went to the game, so they didn't get over 50, sold 50,000 above 54,000, but unfortunately 48,000 got to the match, but Still a great day for Arsenal. They broke the modern league, w, which is a women's super league attendance record. And it just, women's, we thought it would stop. You know, the women's Euros, that final broke the attendance record. The women's Champions League attendance record was broken last year by Barcelona twice. I mean, when's this going to stop? It's such great news for women's football, the way it is progressing. Um, and speaking of Barcelona, though, many Barcelona players part of the new Spanish national team protest, which is a very big um, thing that is occurring right now. Spain, 15 players have put their names out there and said, we are not playing unless you um, fire the coach, Jorge Vidal. Um, as the CNN article states, 15 of the Spain's best women's footballers have sent a letter asking to not be called up to the national team, saying the training methods of their head coach are harming their emotional states and health. So that is, um, there's been a lot of criti- criticizing in the past of Jorge v- v- Vildal as um, people have been questioning why he got the job if it was due to his connections with the Spanish Football Association. But, so yeah, those players, the 15 players, I can read you the list of them right now, if you'd like, which I, I will, obviously. Um, so yeah, there was 15 players on this list. These 15 players that I'm about to read, so just to clarify again, are not playing for the Spanish women's national team. And the... Um, They've said that, the Spanish Federation have said, they're not going to get called up anyway unless they are apologized. So, here are the 15 players. Let me read them out. Leila Ojabi, Lucia Garcia, Mappy Boulogne, Leon, Ona Batil, Laia Alexandri, Claudia Pina, Atina Bomati, Andrea Pereira, Mariana Caldente, Sandra Panos, Lola Gayoro, Nera Eziguro, Amiar Saregi, Ejo Vinci Morzania, um, Patrick Gerharo. So there's no Alexia Puteas 
and no um, Real Madrid players on this, which is pretty interesting. So, yeah, that's just even I'm reading right now even more about it. It's just kind of horrifying to see this because in men's football, if the players did this, they would just, the coach would just get fired. But in this situation, it looks like they aren't making any um, moves, the Spanish Federation, which is really disappointing. And it's such a sad thing to see. But... Last but not least, to round out our episode, ESPN is releasing a documentary um, about the NWSL scandal, sexual harassment scandals from last year. Um, it's a 90-minute thingy releasing in, in October, um, the beginning of October. The direct date is, um, I'm pretty sure, October 4th, but... I can't, I'm going to, I'll check, I would say, I'm pretty sure it's October 4th, but they delayed, it originally was going to come back in July, but they postponed the, um, delay of the documentary, which was odd at first, but it looks like it's because of the U.S. soccer investigation of the coaches and the results will be coming out soon so those might be included in the documentary so that is probably the reason why it got pushed back but the uh it's still odd you know to see this because you wouldn't usually see a documentary get pushed back uh of this magnitude um that's kind of the crazy thing about this is um the there's so much on the line for this right now uh there it's a very big thing it's gonna air pretty soon we think mm-hmm. it's it's very crazy the this is all gonna be revealed in like one day uh in a documentary it's a very odd way, but it will be very exciting to see the investigation's findings. Again, you can see this on ESPN and ESPN Plus, which is premiering on October 4th at 7 p.m. So, thank you for this, listening to this first episode of Woza Weekly. I'm sorry for the sore throat and cough, coughing. I tried to edit it to the best of my abilities, but... You know, I'm still not feeling 100%. I'm just getting back to podcasting and recording. So I appreciate any um, suggestions that I about the podcast on our Instagram, at the Women's Soccer Podcast. But please remember to follow us on Instagram and Apple Podcasts and give us a five-star review. Peace out from your host, LDG.